0: Welcome to BIMITALINGUAL today. My name is Elizabeth Aitai and I'm your host. My guest today is an entrepreneur who grew up bilingual and spent every summer in a quaint village in Spain with her grandparents and many cousins. She studied BA ons in modern foreign languages at the University of Portsmouth. She's traveled extensively around Latin America and Spain, and teaches Spanish after-school clubs. By merging the two experiences, she decided to write bilingual books for children. She's the founder of the independent children's publisher, Bilingual Books.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you for agreeing to this. I'm really excited to be speaking with you. I would like to start, as I always do, by allowing you to introduce yourself by name and country of origin and where you currently reside
1: yeah so um, my name's Natalia I'm English and I currently uh, live in the UK
0: and how many languages do you speak
1: so I speak English and Spanish fluently as I'm bilingual and I speak Italian well so it's more intermediate level now what is your native language my native language is English as I were, as I grew up in the UK.
0: And um, at what age did you learn your second language?
1: Probably I learned it the minute I was born, only because my mum always spoke to me in Spanish and I, I was just used to speaking to her only in Spanish. Whereas with everyone else being in the UK, I would speak in English and also my sc- schooling was in English. So I would say mainly Spanish, That learning that from birth.
0: Mm-hmm. So it was transferred to you via your mother? You never went to it school? Was.
1: No, I never went to school in Spain. I did spend my summer holidays in Spain, so six weeks of the year speaking with my family and friends, and that, I think that really helped. So right now at this point, which language would you say do you feel most comfortable with speaking? Good question so definitely English at the moment because I live in the UK and that's the language I'm speaking every day because I don't uh, live at home with my mum anymore I don't see her every day but I do try and speak Spanish with her whenever she phones or whenever I see her but I definitely feel more comfortable speaking in English only because that's the language I'm speaking every day and I, I do really need to practice my Spanish otherwise as you know if you don't continue practicing you end up forgetting a lot of the words
0: yes yes do you have any system set up for yourself besides speaking with your mother in order not to forget the language
1: so I watch a lot of uh, Netflix shows in Spanish and films that that definitely helps I listen to Spanish music I do and try to speak to my friends in spain my friends and family in spain on whatsapp which always helps and just reading books mm-hmm. in spanish that that does help and where i can if i out and about and i hear a spanish speaker i might end up speaking to them so i do i really do try but where I currently am in the UK, the, in my area, there aren't many um, Spanish speakers. Although I do teach Spanish after school clubs to children. So that that does help.
0: Mm-hmm. You said you're reading books. So how did you learn to write Spanish? Did your mother teach you?
1: Yeah, um, my mum being a Spanish teacher, it came naturally to her to teach me um, written Spanish. But first, she wanted to make sure that my English, uh, I could write well in English and read well in English. So once she knew that was that, that was okay, she then taught me how to write in Spanish. So she would spend a lot of her time sitting down with me and helping me, all the words written, and she would always read Spanish stories to me at night, which I think really helped. And then I once I kind of knew the story and I could start to read, I would then join in with her. So it was whereas I would learn to speak Spanish from a very young age, the writing came later once I knew how to read and write in English. Mm -hmm. So after you started school, is that right? Yeah, after I started school, then I did go on to study Spanish at college and at university because I, I really wanted to have a good level of comprehension in Spanish uh-huh. and maybe use it uh, in the future and I think I just loved languages from a young age so it kind of felt natural to learn languages at university. Mm-hmm.
0: Was there ever a time when you felt a conscious shift in the priority of the two languages you
1: speak? So I guess having to speak Spanish uh, during the summer holidays in Spain I think that's when I felt it was really important. Uh, but not just that. There were sometimes situations in Spain, say before we went to see our family, we'd go to um, the seaside. Um, there was a one particular occasion that there was a a, cr- a motorcycle crash. No one was uh, injured or anything, but it was actually an English couple had crashed into a, a Spanish guy's motorbike and neither of them could communicate in the same language so both parties were getting really angry so I think I was only a child then and then I went over I thought do you want me to help do you want me to translate and I think it really helped and then it kind of came to a solution because I was there to translate so that I think that's when I felt "Wow, okay it's it's so cool that I can speak both English and Spanish because I've just helped the situation mm-hmm. that's a beautiful memory it is, and I think that's when I realised. You know what? What about when I'm older? Why don't I go study languages? Because maybe I'll be able to get a job where I can translate or or teach Spanish. So that I think from a young age that made me realise. Well, I can actually help people, and it's pretty fun to problem solve and help people. Mm-hmm.
0: You did you realise that dream of yours of translating? Did I
1: say that? again? Did I? Did you um, real
0: uh, make that dream come
1: true of I, translating? Yes. So I did. Um, so I have worked for companies. For, I have worked for a translation company actually, where I had to help and, and proofread the translations before it went to a client. And also, my first job out of uni, I had to translate a lot of their websites from um, Spanish into English. So that helped. And currently, with my bilingual books, my first book, the spanish and english but i did have to translate that so i, ha- I have been using it but I, i've been interpreting for people you know my family when they came over to the uk i had to kind of interpret with my english and spanish family so that was kind of more not professionally but i was helping my family communicate which was really fun mm-hmm. and probably you could also see how skilled you're
0: translating and easily switching between languages
1: Exactly. And it really makes you think and it really actually helps the brain switching from one language to the next.
0: Yeah. Do you ever feel fatigue when conversing in two
1: languages? As you get older, it gets a bit more tiring, Uh, especially when I first go to Spain after I haven't been there for a year, the first few days Speaking in Spanish can be really difficult only because, uh, I mean, I can still speak the language, but there I do forget some of the words and get a bit frustrating when I can't communicate what I wanted to in Spanish. But as the week goes on, I flow back into it. But yes, definitely the first few days can be a bit tiring because I, I go to say a word and something else comes up. And and that's just because I've been out of practice. Yeah, <laughs> I know that yeah. feeling. <laughs> As <laughs> you get older, it gets worse. Your memory is not the same as it yeah. used to be. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, I'll get back into it. It's just at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it also keeps the brain alive it does because we so. a lot of us are always on our phones or looking at screens and it forces you to where you can't look at the screen that you have to really think and like we used to back in the day when we weren't always on our phones I think it really helps to help our brains working again
0: Mm -hmm, I agree when it comes to emotional states uh, which language do you use to communicate them
1: uh, but sometimes if I'm angry, like something's happening, I'm on my own. Sometimes I end up saying swear words in Spanish and when no one's around. And it's kind of, I don't know, it just feels <laughs> a bit more fun to swear in, in another language. To, when no one's around, you know, if something's happened, it, for some reason it will suddenly come out. If I'm with my mum and I get emotional or I'm angry or, or I'm sad about something and I want to explain something quickly, I do switch to English because I know she speaks English.
0: And do you feel the same satisfaction expressing yourself on an emotional level in both languages equally?
1: Probably not now because I'm, um, I'm I speak more in English, so no, I would say more. I feel that more of English. Mm-hmm. What are your languages? Oh, sorry.
0: What what language are your dreams in? And was there ever a time when there was a switch?
1: Yeah, so this is a really good question because it depends where my dreams are located and who I'm with. For example, if I'm dreaming in the UK, that I'm in the UK with my um, people I know in the UK, it's always in English. Whereas if I'm dreaming about being in Spain, which I do quite a lot because I don't go there much, it, it is in Spanish. However, sometimes it has switched. Whereas, for example, I've been dreaming that I'm in my mum's village in Spain, but I'm communicating to some people in English. And even in the dream, I'm confused. I'm like, "Well, why am I speaking to my friends in English? They don't speak it. I always speak to them in Spanish." So, yeah, it can get really weird. And sometimes uh, there's sometimes a crossover. And even in my dreams, I'm kind of like, "Hang on, this is weird. Why am I speaking in English?" So. Have you had an aha
0: moment? Like, oh my God, this was my first dream in Spanish.
1: Now that I think of it, when I was uh, did my Erasmus exchange in Italy and I was learning the language, that is when I started to dream in Italian. And that was my aha moment. I thought, wow, now I'm dreaming the third language that I'm learning. So definitely that, that was what I did wake up and think, oh, I am really learning the language because I just had a dream in Italian.
0: Mm-hmm. We somehow skipped that you're speaking a third language. At what age did you get to, uh, into Italian?
1: I think that I was at the age of 18 when I decided to uh, learn the well, additional language of Italian at university. So, yeah, definitely from the ages of 18 to 22 mm-hmm. was when I was learning. But I really learned Italian well when I did my um, Erasmus year there. That's probably the best time I've spoken Italian, but that was maybe like. 10 11 years ago and now that I don't practice it enough my Italian is probably not as good as it used to be but I can understand and read it and have a conversation
0: did you have did you experience any difficulties learning it because it's so close
1: to Spanish I um I did and I didn't so When I could read Italian, it was very similar to Spanish and there were similar words. And I was able to remember a lot of Italian words because I would refer back to the Spanish words. I think, okay, well, that word's very similar to Spanish. When I first started learning, I think I was pronouncing a lot of the Italian words in in the Spanish. So that was a little bit of the confusion when I first started. And whenever I spoke to an Italian, they would always say, oh, you're from Spain. Which, in a way, was good that they weren't saying, oh, you're from the UK, because the, <laughs> the Spanish accent is a bit closer to Italian. I was impressed that mm-hmm. that's what they thought. So that was the only a hindrance, really, the pronunciation. But as over time, I did start to learn, OK, you pronounce it this way in Italian. Which is a little bit different.
0: Speaking of that, and I circled back to two other languages, but because we're in there, um, do you feel the rhythm of language?
1: So I, uh, do you know what, I think I do in Italian because it's such, I think it's such a beautiful language and it's very playful and fun. So I do, I do feel the rhythm more for Italian and maybe because I have learnt that later in life, whereas the English and the Spanish rhythm, not so much because I think I'm just, I've spoken them since I was really young and it's probably something that I wouldn't have picked up, but with Italian, I definitely do.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, have you ever experienced a change in physicality or in your emotional presence when using one language versus the other with, in relation to the rhythm?
1: Yes, I guess um, Spanish and Italian is a lot more expressive. I just think that's just the way it is, whereas English is a bit more the British don't show their emotions as much when they're speaking compared to a Mediterranean country. So I think maybe I sound a bit more enthusiastic when I speak Spanish and Italian, because of, mainly because of their rhythm. There is a nice little rhythm and you kind of feel a little bit different when you speak another language and you um, you kind of adapt to the ways that the natives speak. Mm-hmm. Do you also feel this in, in your body? Uh, maybe a bit more expressive with my hand, especially in Italian, but i I don't think I do know maybe probably because i've I've spoken English and Spanish from a young age. I didn't feel it that way.
0: Would you agree to the statement or rather disagree um that whenever you're switching to a different language, you're also changing your persona a little bit?
1: Yes, definitely because i don't I don't feel like the same person when I'm speaking Spanish or Italian. How so? Um, it's quite complex. So um when I speak Spanish, I do feel a little bit different. And maybe I sound a bit more enthusiastic because they in Spain they're quite open and a bit more loud. So I do end up after a few weeks being in Spain, more being like my friends and family, a bit more loud and a bit more maybe enthusiastic. But at the start I do feel a little bit shy when i go when i speak spanish for the first couple of days because i'm think i'm constantly thinking in my head i I don't want to mess up the word why am i forgetting what's wrong with me i used to be really good at spanish so but then i go back to my confident self-speaking spanish whereas in english um, i'm fine because that's just natural Mm -hmm.
0: i just like to circle back um when it comes to memories Which language do you use, or are there any shifts you experience?
1: So similar to dreams, I Mm -hmm. guess it depends where my memories were. So all my memories about being in the UK, I would think in English. Whereas certain situations in Spain, I guess, if I'm thinking about the memories that I've had in Spain, or speaking to my mum in Spanish, or she learned, she taught me a nursery rhyme, it would be in Spanish. Because that's I have the I have the dialogue in my head. That's very interesting, isn't it, how
0: the brain works. <laughs> it is. <laughs> just I just can't recall certain things. So yeah, it is amazing. Have you ever experienced frustrations with any of the languages you speak?
1: Definitely. I probably um what I mentioned earlier is when I go make To Spain, and I and I can't think of the word, and I and I I get frustrated. But you know what? Sometimes it happens here in the UK. If I'm having a conversation, I remember the word in Spanish, but I can't think of it in English, and it's kind of well, that's strange. I'm speaking in English every day. Why can I only remember it in Spanish? So some doesn't happen often, but the frustration is when I can't remember the word. And what do you do in such situations? I, I try and explain the word. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> well, I say, I'll i come back to it I'll think a bit later <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah uh,
0: have you ever felt disadvantaged speaking uh,
1: Spanish or English or even Italian Um. Sense? not really I would say the only thing that comes to mind the only disadvantage is by being bilingual and being bicultural is in the UK I don't feel 100% English because I've got my Spanish side, and then when I go to Spain, I don't fully, I don't feel fully Spanish. So that's the only disadvantage. I don't fully feel like I'm part of the country because I'm part of both countries. So that's why I sometimes feel, oh, okay, I've got all these experiences from different countries. I don't fully feel like uh, I'm native. It's, to be honest, I guess that the advantage is I speak both languages and I'm, I've experienced both cultures.
0: Mm-hmm. My next question would be like how important you think languages is uh, for a sense of cultural belonging. And speaking of disadvantage, uh, what you just mentioned, what is the advantage for you personally being bilingual and let's say also bicultural?
1: So the advantage is being able for me personally is being able to speak to my family and friends, both in English and Spanish. If I if my mum wouldn't have spoken to me in Spanish or I wouldn't have decided to learn Spanish further, I wouldn't be able to speak to my family. So that for me is so, so important because I have that connection with them because we can speak the same language. So that definitely been an advantage. But it also has opened up a my career for for example now I write bilingual books Mm -hmm. and I also have my um, independent publishing company so that has really helped and Throughout my years working, I've had to utilise my languages. So it has opened a lot of doors and it's also opened a lot of friendships. And I've learned so much. So not only because I can speak Spanish if I've been interested in the Spanish culture, it also made me really interested in Latin America. I've always been fascinated with the countries in Latin America. And I did travel a bit of South America because I was fascinated by it. So it, it completely opens a new world and then italian i I was really interested in italian because i just thought it 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 sounded like a lovely language and the country's beautiful again and then that opened another world Mm -hmm. how do you find cultural belonging at large but then also for yourself so speaking the language definitely helps for example going to spain and being able to speak the language and understand the language i then get to learn about the culture and I want to be involved so definitely by speaking it that's how I involve myself and showing an interest to people that you really like their culture traditions and then you feel a bit more that's how you feel belonged because they really appreciate that you love the culture. Mm -hmm. And would you consider yourself as a migrant? Well not really at the moment because I've been based in the UK for a long time I think I only really moved to other countries when I did my year abroad, which was in Spain and Italy. And I traveled. So yeah, my base is the UK. However, I do have that travel bug and I'm on, I'm constantly wanting to travel. And I do have that question always behind the back of my head. What would it be like if I was living in Spain or if I was living in Italy or somewhere else? So I, I always have that questioning but i i'm not doing it now because we have bought a house here in the uk this is my base but i do always have that question oh maybe my life would have been a bit different or might have been a bit better living in spain but i mean that's the the, the grass is always greener you're always <laughs> gonna think somewhere else <laughs> that's so true it actually it is so that's maybe true. in spirit i am a migrant but i haven't really done much about it mm-hmm
0: and um if you're thinking of the idea of a universal language um what do you think is um is this a good idea okay or would you rather say let's keep the linguistic diversity in the world
1: i mean there are there are advantages and disadvantages i think i guess the one advantage would be that for business purposes it would probably as you said esperanto that language would probably help in a business setting however i i love i love the fact that you have to learn different languages because it's just such a beautiful thing it takes a lot of time to learn another language and communicate with other people and you you just learn so much from all these different languages you learn the culture you learn about the traditions the people you and it really does help your brain and memory learning another language and as you said it makes the world a lot more diverse so i i really like the fact that we have to learn different languages around the world would you fear any loss and
0: how would that loss fear if you didn't have one of the languages you speak
1: if I woke up one day and I didn't know that I ever spoke Spanish, I probably wouldn't feel the loss. But if I woke up one day but I couldn't remember any of my Spanish or any of my Italian, but I knew the whole history that I could speak the language, yeah, of course I would I would feel a big loss because I wouldn't I would then have to learn the the language from scratch, but I would feel lost because that's that's part of my identity. I'm I'm not just monolingual, I'm not just um english i'm also i'm spanish as well as part of my heritage so i I would feel different and i and i would i'd probably be really sad that i've suddenly forgotten all my spanish was how would i then go and communicate my family in spain and and again i'd then have to learn it all from scratch and i don't know but i reckon i would be a different person because being bilingual and bicultural has opened up my curiosity for other languages and for other cultures, you know, I, I always love hearing about different cultures around the world or, or just learning little language facts about different languages. So, and probably I wouldn't be as curious to wanting to travel mm-hmm. to other countries. That's, um,
0: yeah, that's really beautiful wh- what you said. Thank um, you. I don't know if you want to add anything else specific. Yeah, well, I mean, what languages do you um, speak? Oh, I speak uh, German, Hungarian, English, obviously. Uh, oh, And wow. English, French, I forgot one. Oh, Romanian. <laughs>
1: oh, is your background, are you Hungarian?
0: Yeah, Hungarian, then German and also Romanian.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, have you been to Romania or do you have Romanian? Oh, I grew up now? there,
0: I grew up there. Oh, wow. I, and then, you know, at school here, English and French was added and I just fell in love with English at a very early age they think um, it's just so easy to be learned yes I came from British English but then having lived in the U.S. for 10 years I just really fell in love with American English and I had another interview with Orit God a while ago and she said it's a very democratic language and that's um, I thought about it a lot and I think it's really true everyone uses it um as best as they can and no one yep. forces rules onto you and there are no uh you know hidden things like class cl- sense like no oh, yeah. class belonging yes which I mean, what you british
1: do has. have that in british the you can you can tell sometimes by a person's accent if they went to a public or private school or kind of what areas they're from. So yeah, when it comes to class you can tell, which Mm -hmm. is a shame really. Whereas in American it's kind of in other languages. I don't think I've experienced that before.
0: Yeah, it's um it is a shame. And so I hope there are many, many more bilingual Brits and there will be many, many more in future.
1: Yeah, hopefully I'm sure there will because there's Mm -hmm. a lot there's actually a lot of Spanish and Italian uh, speakers now in the uk a lot of italians and spanish come into the uk to better their life so it there's definitely more bilingual families now than there was when my mum first came to the uk which is a shame because i mean there are two or three other spanish families at the school i went to but that really wasn't much so my mum was always friends with them and it'd be like our little friendship unit but now I think there are so many. Would you say
0: you brought bilingual books to life in order to assist this multicultural?
1: Yeah. So the the whole point of my books are to encourage children to speak a second language and also to make them realize it's actually a really cool thing to be able to speak two languages or even three in some cases because sometimes when you're younger and you are you know a second language for example in my case I would speak Spanish at home but English at school if we were out in public I would sometimes feel embarrassed that my mum's speaking to me in Spanish because I think well no one else is speaking to me and I always oh, used to think everyone's looking at me because I'm speaking another language you know sometimes we want to speak it but whereas if I would have had books that made me realize well i've really got a great advantage over that definitely would have helped me and i i just want to help other kids i want to help them feel empowered and also make them feel lucky to be bicultural to grow up with two cultures
0: lovely uh, i hope we, it will bring you a lot of success thank you that is uh, the plan one step yeah. at a time <laughs> yeah exactly thank you so much
1: for uh, being part of my podcast Oh, no problem. It's been really—you've had some really good questions that really made me think. So um, I appreciate your time and thank you so much.
0: To find out more about Natalia's work, please visit her website, BilingualBooks.com. Thank you very much for your support and for tuning in today again. Until next time, be well.